Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. No one cares, but we're going to tell you anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm Katie. I'm McKay. And this week, we're talking about Bombshell. But first, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. Just mm-hmm. got back from visiting some family. Very long drive. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to talk about this. Me too. How are you? I'm good. It was just the holidays. Um, no snow on the ground, so a little depressed. I'm pumped about that. I could not care less that there's no snow. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It's just like global warming. We're all going to die. Well, yeah, when you put it that way, then yeah. (laughs) Just enjoy it, you know? Why not? (laughs) I'm also very excited to talk about Bombshell. I had a super great day because I went a couple days ago to see Bombshell. And then right after that, I went to see Little Women. Mm. Um, just a great day of movie going and seeing these powerful actresses. Definitely recommend you guys see Bombshell. Yeah. Before you listen to this episode, but it is a public news story, so you could not see it and still listen to this. Yeah, you Either would still way. be able to know. Charlize Theron. You know what I just realized? Each their own. Charlize. <laughs> 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 That's a joke from Orange is the New Black. I can't take that as credit. Oh, okay. Anyways. You know what I didn't realize until just over the weekend was I saw this tweet of saying that if Greta Gerwig and Noah Bombach, the director of Marriage Story, if they break up, who gets Laura Dern in the custody battle oh, of that? No. And I didn't realize that they were dating. What a year for the two of them. Yeah. What a year for Laura Dern, too. <sighs> what a queen. Big I little eyes. Love her. I, did, she had me screaming every she week. Was in <laughs> Star, well, she was in the. She was in Last Jedi. Star. Yeah. She went down for the team. Mm-hmm. <sighs> love you, Laura. Thanks for listening. We know you are. <laughs> Alrighty. So, we're going to talk about Bombshell. Obviously, spoiler alert. Please don't get your panties in a wad. Although, also, it's probably already spoiled for you right. if you paid attention to news within the past three years right four we're about four to be years. 2020 baby yeah so comes out it'll be 2020 that's wild yeah <laughs> happy <laughs> new year <laughs> thank you you should yeah. probably know the story about the fox news yeah about roger ailes the bro- rod did i say roger Ro- <laughs> roger you don't uh, deserve uh, it yeah you know what ails <laughs> you're just <Ailments>. ails <laughs> With he all your like ailments. <laughs> so, anyways, it's <laughs> this is just about the the Fox News story with Roger Ailes with the sexual harassment lawsuit that Gretchen Carlson originally hit Roger Ailes with after she was fired. Shortly after she was fired, mm-hmm. um, it was a personal lawsuit against him, and that kind of opened up a big door of a lot of other women coming forward. And I don't know where this ranks or not ranks but how it falls into the timeline of the me too movement Mm -hmm. but i feel like this was before like harvey yeah it's pretty early on i think this was like combined with that it does start with the trump trump is not yet elected no it's the republican debates that's how it pretty much opened that's yeah one that's the opening of the movie yeah. is and so the, the me too movement kind of got the ball rolling soon after he was elected okay yeah that's right pretty sure that's accurate don't come for me i'm so sorry all i know is change is coming baby <laughs> three years and we're making a little bit of progress I hope. I hope it's progress. Who was your shining star okay. of Bombshell? Your number one. I mean, everyone in it, like we have both talked about off the podcast, we felt like everyone was perfectly mm-hmm. casted. Yeah. And the hair and makeup was insane on this because yeah. Charlize Theron looked just like Megan Kelly. It was kind of creepy. 100%. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, who was your like who was your standout shining star? So my shining star definitely has to be Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just wild. Like mm-hmm. she got it down. Yeah. To a T. Like makeup people obviously play a play a hand in it, but mm-hmm. Charlize clearly put in the work. Yeah. You know, this was no corners were cut. No. With the portrayal of Megan Kelly. Dialect spot on mm-hmm. performance spot on she clearly did a very intense character study mm-hmm. i think it's with the subject matter and like the nature of this film it's important to portray somebody like megan kelly in an accurate way yeah um and i know some may argue that authenticity is compromised in other parts and aspects of the film like there's some fictionalized characters and we can get into that later yeah um but i seriously think the execution of megan kelly as a character was like great dead mm-hmm. on. so i really enjoyed watching Charlize Theron. she did great she deserves an oscar i think that she's nominated for a golden globe and a sag right mm-hmm. oscar noms haven't come out yet but i would bet i mean sag awards are the most indicative typically right. of at least what's getting nominated typically winners then whoever wins best actress and best actor typically go on to win the oscar for it so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but yeah even the fact that she's nominated for both of those i think she'll for sure get a oscar nom Mm -hmm. as she deserves yeah she definitely deserves it even like her mannerisms and her posture and everything in those side by sides of now looking at her reading like news stories in the film versus her actual because she's reading like the same prompt that she did in real life and looking at those side by side even like the way she's it sounds weird but like her blinking like Mm -hmm. everything (laughs) is just spot it's on cr- it's scary it's awesome i would really like to know more about that and her process of that but yeah wild what about you what was your standout i think besides what reiterating everything that you just said i'd have to go with margot robbie mm-hmm. i think she's just such a great actress because she's never pigeonholed right i don't looking at her over the past whatever like t- decade well, since it's the end of a decade let's go with the decade of all of her different roles and she never has fallen into a slump of just being like one in one certain kind of film okay because yeah. she's even been in like suicide squad so she's right. dipped into like the marvel dc universes of superheroes supervillains, whatever suicide squad is a sec of that but whatever and then like wolf of wall street being kind oh, of more yeah. of like a typical like bomb blonde shell but being like a huge comedic relief in that role yeah to then doing like a political thriller like this i don't know i just think she's got range Mm -hmm. um and just her performance in this because she is not a portraying a fox news correspondent or any like real character her character is a composite of women within the fox world of different women who stepped forward and had similar experiences so she's one of our main three women that is not portraying someone real but she has such real raw emotion that Mm -hmm. she puts into every moment of her performance you start off seeing the start of the movie where she's so bubbly and excited to be at her dream job and my family treats fox news as its church (laughs) where you're kind of like honey okay you need to uh, get out of there (laughs) you're in danger (laughs) yeah so we start out seeing her like that where i'm kind of like oh okay i'm just you need to she she is always still likable but i'm like oh you you don't know what's coming for you and then by the end you see just like her spirit has completely like diminished and her entire demeanor has changed by the end of the movie and again it goes with hair and makeup she starts wearing more makeup and her hair gets bigger as she gets on the air right but just those subtle differences that she makes throughout the film is just really incredible and she deserves the nominations too because she's nominated for a globe as well and um a sag so yeah nicole kidman also deserves all the praise Mm -hmm. yeah she was awesome too the i mean the side-by-side comparison of her and like again uncanny Mm -hmm. crazy um so everybody just did a phenomenal job i mean nicole kidman can do no wrong in any acting role i feel like she always 
bring this. Amazing. Yeah. Again, so much range. Mm-hmm. Well, so we did our Shining Star focusing on characters, but there are so many scenes looking back at this film that stand out in my mind still after because now it's been I saw it on Christmas and we're recording this a few days after that so it's been a few days but I still when I think of this movie I'm thinking of like a few particular scenes so like Mm -hmm. what's your biggest standout scene from the whole film I think the one where um, Kayla Margot Robbie's character goes to a private meeting with Roger Ailes Mm. first of all why does he have two doors yeah. locked leading into his office? You know who else had that weird system going on? Michael Jackson. Oh. I'm not going to speak on Mr. Jackson at this time. However, we've watched the allegations have been said. Yeah, so the scene where she goes, she's in his office. She's super mm-hmm. excited and it's so heartbreaking because she is really excited. She really wants to be on air she's like i mm-hmm. would be freaking phenomenal on your network and it's like <laughs> you're so sweet like you would be phenomenal you would be phenomenal and he doesn't give a rat's booty about that he is out for one thing and one thing only and the minute that changes that switch is made where he is asking her to stand and do a turn for her after she's, you know, kind of talking about herself mm-hmm. and talking about her resume and why she deserves to be on the network and her family's love and um, passion for Fox News. And then he asks her to stand up and turn around and then eventually asks her to pull up her dress and immediately, like, when she's a little, like, put off by the whole standing and twirling around thing, but then when yeah. she's asked to, like, pull up her the hem of her skirt or her dress her demeanor completely changes the like light in her eyes just Mm -hmm. drains and her passion is immediately ripped away from her and we never get that light bubbly girl back Mm -mm. the remainder of the film and it's so visual though you know what it's what's being conveyed is completely visual Mm -hmm. um and it's heartbreaking and it it's that scene does such a good job of showing what the damage is you know even we can get into this more later but it it does a really good job of showing what sexual harassment of this nature does to to women and to anybody Mm -hmm. that's put in this unfortunate position so it was a really powerful scene that stuck with me and Marco just gotta love her Mm -hmm. That whole scene is, uh, it makes me like uncomfortable just thinking about it. Cause yeah. watching it in the theater, you can just sense how uncomfortable she is. Right. And then even after she's, you know, lifted her skirt up and then she goes to sit back down and she's sitting there and she's just like twitching and she's trying to like scoot away on the sofa, but like, oh, so right. subtly. Cause of course don't want to offend him or make him feel uncomfortable for you being uncomfortable. And right. Uh, it just, it's so creepy tragic yeah Ugh, do you icky. have a standout scene yeah i would say that one for sure is one that i think about a lot but then also the one where kayla is out on a date some time has passed it's towards the end of the film when right. things are starting to come out and come to light and she leaves her date in the restaurant which also I'm like what is this man thinking he's just like left inside the restaurant while she's out having like this huge heart to heart moment he's kind of silly what he's kind of silly yeah (laughs) he's just like sitting in there just chilling you know what a good guy just chill so anyways Kayla leaves her date and she's outside this restaurant and she calls Jess who is played by Kate McKinnon and Jess is a fictional character she's not based on anyone again Uh, so she calls her and she's a co-worker at Fox News who Kayla has previously had like somewhat of a friendship with that we've seen but when Kayla comes back from the first meeting with Roger in the beginning of the film she tries to tell Jess what happened but just like look it's better for you if you don't tell me right. and kind of leaves her on her own so then to see Kayla call Jess in this moment and finally be able to tell her what happened to her right is a really powerful moment because it's the first time we hear Kayla say anything. We saw that scene, 
but then we see her getting promoted on air and we see her going in to still have meetings with Roger but we don't hear anything and we don't know what's happening in those meetings so this is the first time in the entire film you're hearing what has happened and that's and she's bawling outside this restaurant and it's just heartbreaking to see the damage that this has done to her and how taxing this has been on her so then to see her be able to finally confide in someone that she trusts is also really nice to see at the same time to see that she's able to you know acknowledge what's happened and feel safe enough to tell someone right and I feel like Jess's reaction for the most part is pretty well handled too she never once like blames Kayla when Kayla says you know like this is what happened she immediately says like this is not your fault and just assure reassures her that none of this is right or that she played any part in like creating this environment for herself so yeah I don't know I just thought that was a really powerful scene too that one definitely stuck with me Ooh, it's rough people yeah this isn't like a fun haha kind of film there are certain moments where it's kind of ironic like when Roger Ailes is complaining to like a legal team or something he goes and there's a source that the Obama (laughs) you can do it (laughs) and there's a source that the Obama administration is trying to take me out and everyone just stares at this man yeah or the scene where he's freaking out after 9-11 he thinks that they're under attack which obviously that was um, 9-11 is definitely a tragedy and not something to joke about but it's his reaction his to reaction it his reaction is so humorous. Like, crazy and they're just like calm down Roger like it's fine we're not under attack he I doesn't did. do a good job of like crisis management no <laughs> and just how he's always shoving donuts in his face it's like and throwing donuts at people yeah what a garbage ball <laughs> But I did think John Lithgow's performance was very good. That's the man who plays Roger. It was really good. Um, Again, we talked about this in our Euphoria episode. It takes a special person to play um, a creepy white person. (laughs) A creepy white man. (laughs) Take a special special kind of dude. Yeah. I hope um, that there was maybe some like intimacy training Mm -hmm. I guess they didn't have a whole lot of like real intimacy heavy moments you know but I would hope for that scene where Kayla and Roger that first interaction that first mean I would hope there was I would assume Mm -hmm. you would hope on a film like this there would be something but again nothing that I've read so far or like any interviews that I've heard from Jay Roach the director has said anything about that so more then 20 women spoke out privately and publicly against Roger Ailes from dating like back to the beginning of his career to like up until pretty much the very end it was a wide range of years that these accusations were from and what I found so interestingly enough this story broke in 2016 but yet when I was doing some research there was a an accusation earlier than this in 2014 mm. in the book The Loudest Voice in the Room oh, by yeah. Gabriel Sherman he wrote in there that Ailes offered a TV producer a raise if she would sleep with him but then of course Roger denied these allegations and they just floated away like they tend to do right. over and over again and that was two years before this which right. then I don't know if at the time like as a country we just weren't ready to handle something like this that we had to wait and then that's kind of when you see with the me too movement and how that's been a catalyst for all these other men coming down and men are like it could be me next i'm a celebrity you're a celebrity we could be open to this at any time or men in general are like you just see all of these are coming out just now and it's not because all of these things i mean granted this is happening every day but it's not because all these women see these other men getting taken down they're like oh that'd be fun i think i could jump on that bandwagon right no it's that they have the power to finally be able to make these things stick in the media's mind because it's just adding another story onto it that they finally feel like they'll be able to be heard and that it won't just get brushed under the rug like it probably would have two years ago yeah people finally care and they want to like 
I don't know, there's space for them to come forward yeah. and not feel like they're going to be scrutinized, which some of them still are. Mm-hmm. But, um, and a lot of this w- we talked about before we started recording with like known open secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, that people knew that Roger Ailes was not a discreet man. Yeah. You know, women knew that he wanted them to look a certain way and it was just kind of like this unsaid thing the legs on fox news the clear desks the short skirts yeah so it's just like it's clearly been going on for so long and women it's so sad to me because women are just kind of like suffering but they don't know that it's okay that they don't feel comfortable yeah and they they're all just like facing this you know a lot of them are going through this and just silently suffering Mm -hmm. alongside each other and since 2016 now it's finally okay for us to feel like we're together in this and Mm -hmm. time is up baby okay (laughs) enough is freaking enough yeah like seriously Mm -hmm. if you're hung up on the fact that like why is this all happening now Mm -hmm. i think you need to take some time to reflect Mm -hmm. on your intelligence (laughs) I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> but I do. I just think. You AKA need to t- Katie thinks you're stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just think, like, watch this film. Mm-hmm. Listen to these women recanting what has happened to them and what was said to them and asked of them and what was expected of them for so long. Just listen and um, really think about why maybe some of them were hesitant yeah to come forward um this sh- this film does a really good job of showing how hard it is to come forward when your career is at stake mm-hmm. when your family's income, income is, at is at stake when you have children mm-hmm. when you have a team of people relying on you and it's not just you that could be losing your job it's a team of people relying on you for their income their family's income it's a systemic issue that's what we see Megan Kelly or yeah yeah Megan Kelly I was gonna say Megan Kelly's character but I guess it it's like weird that they're yeah. with their with their with them being real people but you see Megan Kelly go through that struggle in this of right. her husband being like we have an apartment that you pay our bills for we have three young children that you pay their bills for what are you gonna do and then when Charlize comes in, or Megan comes in with these names and she's like, I have names. So excited to tell her team. And Gil then says, well, what, what is your team going to do? What is going to happen to the three of us? Right. If you decide to step out. So then she has to take that into consideration before doing anything. Like, am I willing to sacrifice my family's income, my team's income? Like one of her assistants had just had a baby. Like, am I willing to put her in a tough tough position one of her her other assistant was gonna like get deported because she lives in canada and you think about that and then it's like is it worth it and she had to weigh those options out and you should never have to do that like you should just be able to come forward because it's so wrong that you shouldn't have to think about oh how is this going to be retaliated against meaning in right. my team you shouldn't have to worry about retaliation right but yet you do like you think about women in hollywood who have come forward since yeah. it's like how have they how have jobs been different for them right. even roger roger ailes got a 40 million dollar severance package when right. he left fox that is ridiculous all of his victims combined i think him and i want to say bill. bill o'reilly's victims all got like 55 million combined where bill and roger got like 65 million right between the two of them that's ridiculous yeah because <laughs> there and were I two of them and how many women right like <laughs> and i think some people will say i've heard this um argument about that statistic being like oh well bill and roger they're just receiving the payout of their contracts, contracts. excuse me these executives at Fox had n- absolutely no problem terminating contracts for women mm-hmm. who came forward. Mm-hmm. You know, firing them on the spot. Ruth ba- Bacatier? Bacatier? Yep. Yeah. 
So that argument is invalid to me. Um, also, why is it not in a contract that if you sexually harass people, that the contract is not void? Yeah. <laughs> why is that not a thing? You know why it's not a thing? Because men created the contracts. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. Also, we should say, men can also be sexually harassed. 100%. And also can be sexually 100%. harassed in the workplace. So we are not discluding that yeah. or being like, oh, men can't be sexually harassed. Yes, they can. Just this movie specifically focuses on right. the women. So we're going to focus on yeah. the women. We probably need to choose our words a little bit better. I also want to say that wrongful accusations do happen. They do. Statistically, yes. though, way, 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 way less. Women are, it's like one in four women are likely to be sexually assaulted in their yeah. lifetime, where what is the like wrongfully accused, like point zero something. Yeah, it's like astronom- astronomically different. So, yes, that does happen. And people who do that are they're that's not okay you shouldn't do that obviously like the way i've thought about it before we used to have a group of like eight friends right. you know like back in high school there was like a solid group of eight of us that would mean that two of us would have been like in our lifetime are right. likely to have to be like sexually harassed or sexually assaulted yeah. or even now with like four of us one of us and that's disturbing wherein like a giant group of men <laughs> there's like a point something percent yeah that you're chance. gonna be wrongfully accused well so. and also like we're we're kind of deviating but like yeah. you can't always like that's out of the people who have come forward exactly you know like sometimes it's in a dark bar and you don't even know the person and there would be no way to track them down yeah there's so there's so yeah. many factors that go into those statistics statistics aside whatever yeah. it is so much more likely for a woman to be sexually yeah. assaulted than believe it is for women. false accusations to come out your first instinct so. should be to believe her and listen to her mm-hmm. or him or anybody whoever is coming to you you should your first instinct should be to listen if your first instinct is to question them mm-hmm. and wonder why they did what they did or anything outside of the realm of just trying to understand and listen it's not the place for it. Yeah. Maybe just Keep that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I just have one thing I wanted to touch on briefly that we had said before about how women are worried then of how it's going to affect all their jobs. Right. Roger Ailes, not only was he given that $40 million severance package, but he was also able to continue to advise Murdoch oh, and yeah. 21st Century Fox until he died in 2017. Right. That is disgusting. Yeah. Those women were still, some of them were still working at Fox. Some right. of them had left, but how do you think that looks to them for like Gretchen Carlson, who was fired? Right. How do you think then that looks to her that this whole thing that kickstarted it, yeah, he was, oh, he was like kicked off of Fox, whatever, $40 million later and able to still advise? Right. That is ridiculous. And, and he's so only getting caught in his 70s. Yeah. He's already done all this BS. <sighs> I have so much. Like this. I texted you after I got out of this yeah. movie, and I'm like, I'm so... My blood was just boiling. Yep. I was just angry. It's infuriating. And uh, frustrated. And yeah. And even Murdoch's statement. So I looked it up afterwards, because mm. I just wanted to see. Because even yeah. at the end of the movie, he's like, you've done so much good for us, Roger. Yeah, what a You've really done so much good. Here is his actual statement. Roger Ailes has made a remarkable contribution to our company and our country. Roger shared my vision of a great and independent television organization and executed it brilliantly over 20 great years. No mention of the women that he harassed. No mention of the lives that he has traumatized. No mention of anything to do with these cases coming forward. Mm -hmm. Just, you know what, he was really great. He did a lot for our country. Yeah. We should really be thanking him yeah. for all of the good he's done. I think that's no. why Margot Robbie's character, Kayla, rips off her lanyard and leaves. Throws it in the trash, baby. Walks out, struts out, actually. Yes. She like is the queen, she done. is. I think she felt that anger and was like, enough is enough. Yep. Bye. Mm-hmm. See you. Absolutely never. And I think that mentality, too, of like, oh, we got to focus on the good he did for us and like, that mentality trickles into the women that we see a lot in the film of like them being like oh well we owe him so much for our careers and Mm -hmm. like what is that we benefit from that behavior we benefit from the attention there's a scene where 
Uh, Megan Kelly is just trying to get her snack. Okay. She's hungry. She's been through a lot. Let her get her snack. Yeah. She's trying to get some dang M and M's. Yeah. And then this lady. <laughs> I'm not. She's like one of the standout Fox News people. I don't remember her name. She's not worth mentioning. And is talking about how you better be quiet, sister, mm-hmm. because we owe Roger. Like. And then you don't owe him anything. No, you don't. You don't owe a man anything. You don't owe. If you are just a person, you do not owe anyone else anything for your own hard work and success. Yeah. You do not own that to any or owe that to anyone else. Yeah. Well, we should say that. Let Megan alone the Kelly, man who sexually harassed you. <laughs> yeah, but like Megan Kelly to this day still says that her and Roger were friends. And yeah. Like she considered him a friend even after the whole thing went down with them mm-hmm. in like 2010. I think it was more. 2006. Like, like I want to say. Yeah. I just think like it's a really sick mentality to. Because Roger himself even says, like, while he's talking to his lawyer, like, what damage could I have actually done? These women, you know, would be nowhere without me. Mm-hmm. And it's like... What an entitled mindset. Yeah. But, and, like, that's why this film does more than just reading about the news story that happened. Because mm-hmm. you see the damage he's doing. You mm-hmm. see it in Kayla's character. See it in Gretchen. You see it in Gretchen. See it in Megan. Megan, just the way they're looking at their daughters and, like, he's still pulling this crap seriously mm-hmm. like if we don't stop it now it's just gonna keep going for my kid you know even when megan then goes and sits down with kayla and asks her like yeah. hey did anything happen and kayla tells her and yeah. then megan says yeah it happened to me like 10 years ago and kayla says like why didn't you do anything you right. could have stopped this which granted is probably not the case like it happened in 2014 and that accusation came out it didn't go anywhere you know you can't blame another victim for not being ready to come forward when when they choose to come forward is up to them yeah but she says that she's like you this has been happening for this long and people know about it how is it not stopped and then i think that's when you see megan kelly kind of it clicks in her head of being like this is still yeah happening right to our like brand new this man is using a cane and he is saggy (laughs) fat and sweaty she even says she's like i thought he couldn't do anything anymore because he's like old and ailing no (laughs) seriously he is he is an ailment yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she thinks like he can't he shouldn't be able to do this anymore and yet he both of them are like there's no way he's still doing this yeah and then they find out he is yeah and that's a big thing. I think you're right. I think that's a big s- reason why Megan is like, okay, enough, enough is, is enough. enough. Time is up. Baby, it <gasps> is over, okay? Is this an appropriate time to just read a couple of accusations yeah. that came out? Yeah. So I did some research after this because there's a very powerful scene in the film oh. when I believe there are seven, six or seven women's pictures flashing across the screen that were some of the women that joined Gretchen in the lawsuit and kind of backed her up. And these women then, their faces are on the screen and they're telling their stories. So I just did some research and gathered some of these. Some of these are direct quotes. Other of these are more of descriptions of what he would do. So we'll go back and forth. I'll start. When did you first discover you were so sexy? Oh, these are all things that Roger said to these women. Um, the best expression of loyalty comes in the form of a sexual alliance. This is not the Hunger Games, Roger. I think you and I should have had a sexual relationship a long time ago, and you'd be better, good and better, and then I'd be good and better. That, first of all, makes absolutely no sense. No. But he said that to Gretchen, He right? did say that. To, yeah, I didn't write who these all were down, but that one was about Gretchen Carlson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then another big thing that is seeing him like it's a well-known thing that roger did to women at fox news ogling them and asking them to turn around so he could view her posterior commenting on legs and banning pants from being worn on air and saying he would like to be stranded on a desert deserted island with her that's beyond creepy you know if you want to play with the big boys you have to lay with the big boys Gag me. Okay. <laughs> well, you might have to give a blowjob every once in a while. If your legs look good in a garter belt, I'll know you have great legs. Sit on the sofa and lift your skirt up. If you agree to have sex with me whenever I want, I will add an extra $100 a week. 
well, you know, no girls get a job here unless they're cooperative. And he would also ask women if they were wearing any underwear and if he was going to see anything good. So that's the lovely man that ran Fox News. Yeah, for and just years. like saying it, like reading those quotes, hearing the women in the film saying it. I'm not sure if it's the actual woman and my B voice actors. Who knows? Mm-hmm. These are real direct quotes, though, from these women in lawsuits. Like right. In- it's public knowledge. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, the, we were able to find the quotes because yeah. it's public information. But it's like, it just hits home a lot more than reading it in a news article. And mm-hmm. it's it's so, like, you really feel how hard it is to come forward about this kind of stuff. Because, like, mm-hmm. this isn't fun. You don't want to talk about this. No. Especially if you're not sure where it's going to go. Yeah. If your job is at stake. Mm-hmm. It, it's not... You don't want to talk about something that could very well be, like, a super traumatizing. Mm-hmm. I was reading that, like, some women blocked out what happened in the, their memory, and they weren't even able to remember what happened, but they knew something did. And it's just like, God, and they have to go back to that that moment. It's not an easy thing. Yeah. So the film, again, does a really good job. Also, we should note, one of the women that came forward in one of the lawsuits was 16 years old when yeah. it happened to her. I don't, I didn't woman. write down her, like, quotes because she didn't have any direct quotes. It was more about an experience. And then at the end, she's like, and he knew I was 16. Yeah. I felt like it was important that we yeah. read some of those to speak them out. Because if you haven't seen the movie and you're just sitting here thinking, like, oh, it's just another story, you know, whatever. That's something that is going to catch your ear you know yeah or even if you don't have any women in your life that are close to you like just delve into your humanity Mm -hmm. and think about how your words affect people that's all this is Mm -hmm. keeping people accountable for their words and actions it's not that people want to tear other people down it's not you know it's really just for the first time in history women recognizing oh i'm uncomfortable and that's Mm -hmm. not okay and it is okay to feel valid in your, like, uncomfortability. Yeah. Or the fact that you were abused, God forbid, or harassed. Like, mm-hmm. for the first time, it's okay to be, like, not cool, man. Yeah. Back off. And like, have a man or and have a man or a woman, too, who could be doing the harassing. Have them be held accountable for their yeah, actions. Yeah, it's, it's really the bare minimum. We're just yeah. asking you to please think about what you say. Yeah. And do and expect of women Mm -hmm. my question is what are your thoughts about the fictional characters like Kayla in the film so we did say Mm -hmm. that Kayla Margot Robbie's character is fictional same with um, Kate McKinnon's character Jess Mm -hmm. Um, there might be you know there is a disclaimer at the beginning of the film that some names were changed and things are um, dramatized for entertainment value so what are your thoughts on that if we're let's I'll start with characters first. Okay. I really enjoyed having Kayla as a character because I think it would have been too convoluted to show on screen try to pulling in those six women right. from like the beginning of Roger Ailes's career from right. way in the past that their accusations were from. I think that would have been confusing then to try to have like seven of them to focus on you wouldn't have had time to really get into any of those characters even with the newer accusations like we said over 20 women publicly and privately that in order to make it as effective and be able to see the damage that happens to a person you needed to have someone to see that through and you weren't going to get that through 20 different characters right so I liked the addition of Kayla I thought it was a smart choice just for cinematic purposes i think that was the best way to portray it and they handled it very well they didn't give her like an overt amount of screen time like it still was mostly focused on megan kelly and like some gretchen i feel like she wasn't in it as much but it wasn't solely focused on like this made-up character yeah even though her made-up character storyline is all based in facts so i thought that was good Otherwise, the dramatization of events, I did do some research after and watch some videos of what was factually right and what was dramatized, but I think everything 
that is in it. I don't think they ever did anything so outlandish. And even some of the things that I was like, that's got to be a dramatization that I looked up, like the Team Roger stuff. I was like, hmm. Or the pitting all of the women against each other. I'm like, no, that's how it actually was. Mm. Sweet. Love that. Hate that, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was done pretty well. What do you think? Yeah, I think Kayla, you know, she like nothing between her and Roger happens that's like new information to yeah. the, the film does not deliver any new information, mm-hmm. by the way. Like, there is no um, exposing of anything no. that hasn't already been shared mm-hmm. in the, you know, public space. So, and what he, what happens between them is things that ha- were said in the lawsuit that did happen. Yeah. Um, and Gretchen has a voice recording of those things yeah. happening. What a smart cookie can we just say for a second you go Gretchen for letting him first vehemently deny all of your claims and then be like ha psych I recorded all those conversations that is a prepared woman we love yeah I also think that discretion and privacy and sensitivity play a part Mm. in the fact that Kayla is a fictional I'm putting fictional in air quotes I Mm -hmm. definitely think she's a composite representational character not fictional um, but yeah, the names were changed for a reason, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying she's based on a real person and her name was changed either. But you know, I think Megan Kelly has spoken out about going to see the film and mm-hmm. how how much of an an emotional experience it was for her. Um, I can't imagine being one of these women and going to see that happening. Yeah. Um, you know, that scene where that where what we were talking about before where Kayla and Roger are in the room together and he's asking her to pull up her skirt. Um so I think the choice to have her be not based on anyone in particular was se- like sensitive mm-hmm. in a way, um, and respectful mm-hmm. to the women. Um and they never name drop any women's full names besides right. Gretchen and Megan. Because even yeah. in that scrolling scene, I believe it only ever says those women's first names. Yeah, I think you're right. And they never say at the end, like, here are all the women and, right. like, rattle them all off. I mean, yeah. granted, you could look it up and a lot of it is public knowledge, but they did do yeah. a good job respecting privacy. Yeah, I think definitely, like, Megan Kelly and Gretchen it's definitely more like personal for them and it's diving into like their families kind of especially Megan Kelly like you mm-hmm. see the family dynamic and how yeah. her and her husband are dealing with it and even this like disgusting moment where the paparazzi are outside their home yeah. and photographing her kids like gross disgusting so that is a little bit more like less sensitive towards Megan Kelly and Gretchen um because Megan in her statement about like after seeing the film she did say that she didn't sell the rights to her story or her book or anything mm. um, so she had no role in the making of this film yeah um, and Gretchen could have I don't think she could have any part in it either because right. as we see at the end she signs right like basically that muzzle on her yeah. as they quote unquote they say in the film yeah. that she still has that she's fighting against it right now at least last that I read she was yeah. but currently she can't speak on anything Okay. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about that whole situation. Um, but most of what it happens is public knowledge, except for the more sensitive stuff with, like, Megan's family. Yeah. So that's that, and you guys can have your own um, takeaways from that. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure where I, where I am with that. Yeah. We don't have to go into this too much. But the okay. film does open, like you said, with the Republican candidate debates and Megyn Kelly asking Donald Trump, in my opinion, a very reasonable question about mm-hmm. his uh, rhetoric when it comes to women um, and how that would play a role in his presidency. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on the role uh, the Trump administration has played in social conversations and debates that have led to things like Time's Up and Me Too and this film and just everything that happens within it. This story, part of it came out in 2014 and it was not a story at all. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. And 
So, like, why now? Why in 2016 did this happen? I think... I feel like, yes. I want to touch on this slightly, but also I feel like this could be an entire separate podcast of how we feel about the way that Trump talks about women. (laughs) I don't don't even want to get into his politics specifically. I'm just going to focus on the way he talks about women. And the way he talks about women is absolutely disgusting. And it's super, and it bothers me so much that people can still, like, try to defend the way he talks about women you can defend him and whatever political de- like realm you want to like right. you want to say oh his stance on this or like look what he's done with this i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the way that he talks about women in that that is indefensible to me yeah and s- starting the movie off that way i thought was really powerful <laughs> yeah because you're just setting up basically him and roger well first of all that they were buddies and that they mm-hmm. were like good friends which is right seems accurate <laughs> mm. <laughs> that they would be friends but I think it's just setting it up of being like here's one man doing this in the public sphere versus yeah. this is Roger and maybe a more private sphere right. it's like two men doing and saying similar things just in two different arenas yeah. basically I think the administration honestly as much damage as it has done to the way that I think it's entitled men to continue to talk about women in a certain way because they see oh if our commander in chief is talking about a woman this way why can't I I do think though that it's gotten a lot of people angry and anger can fuel something like this Mm -hmm. into making it bigger and growing and adding more people and making people want to do something about it right so i do actually think in a twisted way it has helped a little bit but again i'm i'm not like super researched on any statistics behind like the data behind like the amount of stories that have come out and like been able to stay on the surface or like viewership on anything but i just think that the fact that trump will talk about women in a certain way and continue to do so that then when other stories come to light they can feed them into each other right therefore like making it bigger yeah rather if he was never commenting on women at all maybe it wouldn't have like maybe the harvey story or the matt lowers or the kevin spacey's wouldn't have gotten the traction right but i also don't want to give him that credit (laughs) either yeah of helping keep those stories alive yeah. But I do definitely think it's opened more of a conversation. I would say even yeah. in like my personal life, it's I feel like it's opened more conversations between even you and I For sure. talking about it. We never really talked about politics as much. And also yeah. we were younger at this point. So we weren't even of like certain voting ages yeah. at certain times. But I think even now we talk about politics a lot more in the way that social issues like women like women's rights and these things have come up. I think people excuse have excused Mm. this behavior for so so long and it's just been accepted as a norm Mm -hmm. and trump the moment where people were like that's not okay like wait a second what did he just say grab her by the what (laughs) yep hold on like you can't do that and then people started calling out his behavior because he's the president Mm -hmm. like if we're gonna hold somebody accountable it's gonna be that guy yeah um and then once you know people started talking about his behavior then i think it set the ball in motion for talking about other men in powerful positions or otherwise their behavior and mm-hmm. slowly started to hold people accountable and then things like enough is enough and time's up and me too all started happening so part of me does think that um as unfortunate as it has been um, in my opinion I think Trump being elected was like when you get a cold if you let a cold go on then it can turn into something worse Mm -hmm. but getting the common cold is like oh I'm sick I'm going to take medicine I'm going to treat this I think Trump being elected has brought to light a lot of issues that were being thrown under the rug Mm. and issues that I think a lot of people thought weren't issues 
Or a spotlight was never shown on them before yeah. because there wasn't a direct target of that, right. you could say. Yeah, so I just think Trump has, for me, and I think some other people, let us know that America's sick. And we got to, in my opinion, make some changes. Mm-hmm. And the first step, I think, is just talking about stuff. And it's okay to disagree with each other. Mikhail mm-hmm. and I have probably said some things that maybe we're not super informed about and maybe we need to be open to more information and be corrected and then we'll be better for that. It's all about being respectful in the way yeah. that you create that dialogue. Right. But I would hope that everyone's open to it. Also, one other thing I did want to say, Mikhail and I are obviously like singing the praises of this film. We do like it. That's not to say that it doesn't maybe have its faults and its problems. Yeah. It was directed by a man. Not that that is a bad thing. It was written by a man. Not that no. that's a bad thing. However, these women, like we mentioned, some of them are muzzled. Mm-hmm. They've signed NDA contracts. Some people have a problem with other people telling the stories for other people. Yeah. I think this film is super important in sparking a conversation and maybe portraying this news story in a different light. However, I do kind of feel stuck on the fact that Megyn Kelly did not advise anything with this film. Mm-hmm. Um, Gretchen Carlson again not really able to speak about these issues it mm-hmm. happened to them if I had it my way I would want to hear it from them Agreed. I would feel better about this film I feel great about it already Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't I would feel better though if I knew they had a hand in it mm-hmm. and they got to tell it the way that they wanted to I 100% agree I echo everything you just said yeah but yeah Especially with the lack of, again, in award seasons, the lack of female representation in directors' categories, Don't writers' categories. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing some award season episodes I when those roll so. around because the Oscars are my Super Bowl. I cannot wait Me too, for that. Man. Yeah, we're very excited for that. But when we're talking about, again, in a year where women are snubbed in these categories, yeah. when, like this is a movie about women. Yeah, and yet it's written and directed by men. Again, that's there's nothing wrong with that, but it just calls into question again: why is there not more women, more women representation yeah. behind the scenes yeah. of these films? It's not that there yeah. are not women directors out there; it's just that they are not getting these projects. Yeah, so and why were these men the ones chosen to tell this story, or why did they feel compelled to tell the story? probably because they know it's a big issue and they know that this story deserves to be told which it does 100% and I'm glad that they're using their platform and privilege as white men to to tell this really important story I don't know I just like I would feel better about it if it were told at least being advised by the women who were there you Mm -hmm. know like if you're going to tell a story about a group of people you at least gotta have those people advising that story being told Yeah. and why not make more room uh, to have that representation mm-hmm. you know we're just talking about women right now but like people of color mm-hmm. LGBTQ women like women of color especially like everybody's getting snubbed this year yeah stuff really hasn't changed a whole lot where is lupita's nom for us i cannot stop thinking about us lupita Lupita. you deserved it we love you girl i don't know about you i have two final questions okay i'm ready that i want to round this out with first which i think is just a good question that i like to think to myself anytime i see any movie okay is who do you katie healy think this film is made for i hope that people who regularly watch fox news see this movie and have a change in perspective Mm -hmm. i hope that victims find comfort in this movie Mm -hmm. but i also you know if you are a victim of harassment and assault you should not feel pressure to go see this movie Mm -hmm. especially if you think that it might be triggering to you take care of your health first 100 percent 
I don't know if I can pin down one group that it's made for. I don't even want to say the American people because I think anybody from any country can see this and mm-hmm. just, you know, benefit from watching it. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to, like, end the decade and go into hopefully yeah. a, a new presidency um, and this new election season. I think it's just, it's for the people of today that, you know, are going to have an important decision to make in the coming months. Okay, who do you think it was made for? When I originally was thinking about this, right off the bat, I was like, women. Because it's telling women's stories. And I was so excited to go see a film where it was three women on all the advertising. Again, granted, three white women, so we're missing representation. But three women is progress, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, three women are the main focus of this film. And I was really excited to see that. And I feel like that is what I initially thought it was geared towards. And I would hope that women would take away, you know, the story of, like, believing other women and having camaraderie within women. Yeah. But the more I sat there and thought about it, as much as I hate to say that I feel like it is for men mm-hmm. because I feel like there's so much consumerism shoved at men in the first place especially in the entertainment industry when you go and you see trailers and it's like how many Tom Cruise movies are there? Oh, <laughs> like and those are all geared towards men now. and all the I just feel like there's such a large audience or, or such a large chunk of entertainment and media being shoved at men I do think though like this is a film that I want the men in my life to watch and I right. want them to feel angry and I want them to feel frustrated and protective of the women in their lives and hope that they watch this and think gosh like that could be my wife or that could be my daughter that could be my girlfriend that could be my sister I hope that they're watching that and that makes them angry and that makes them want to help stand with women and help make a change yeah that I really do hope then in that sense that it's for men to watch and to help them better understand I guess what women go through yeah I hope everybody feels like empowered yeah women to speak their truth when they feel ready Mm -hmm. to stand together to feel validated um and how you feel um to embrace the change that is coming Mm -hmm. we're so lucky to live in a time where we can finally really push for equality mm-hmm. in the workplace um, yeah. and everywhere and then I hope men feel empowered too to be an ally and to want to stand with truly women. push for equality too and to really to really make a change and to really finally have an equal p- playing field for men and women and to create a safe space for their female friends and family and colleagues yeah I yeah that would be my hope for everybody yeah Ugh. and non-binary pals I hope you feel empowered as mm-hmm. well this film is for everyone yes I think long yeah long story short for everyone <laughs> <laughs> and then my final question to round out this pod is this was a timely movie I feel like and I feel like the times allowed this movie to be made oh yeah but what kind of impact would you like this movie to have? You can take that however you want. In Hollywood, in media, in everyday life, in politics, however you want to take that. I know it's a big question, but what kind of impact would you hope this has? I hope that my daughters see this film when they're my age and say, what a wild time in history you know I hope that Mm -hmm. they aren't able to relate to it at all that is (laughs) my hope and wish and effect that this film has and everything that's happening now Mm -hmm. I just hope that what we're fighting for and what we're talking about the conversation we're having and films like this I just like I really really hope that someday finally like it's really not going to be an issue anymore i would be shocked if a woman 
said that she could not relate to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's saying that because she doesn't want to come forward. 100% valid. Don't feel pressure to speak out about anything uh, if you're not ready. But I think every woman who sees this film will know what is what they're talking about, yeah. which is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just hope that it's not a thing. Yeah, that's Soon the ideal. Change is coming. I feel like change is going to happen. I'm really hopeful about that. Yeah. What about you? Honestly, I had a different answer, but I can't think of it now because I was so shook when you said that I hope our daughters look back and think, what a wild time. Like, honestly, I truly was. Yeah. Like, that would honestly be the most ideal thing ever. Yeah. Is if people could watch this and be, how was that ever like that? Yeah. Be Look at it like, oh, history, you know? Yeah. Be like, oh, that was a something that, like, now we've overcome as a country and a society. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I would just really hope that as well i would like to think in hollywood that it would open Mm. more doors for more women to be more of the focus of a film yeah and because even though it's surrounding roger ailes's accusations it's not it's not it's not about him it's about the women and i would hope that that would pave the way for more women being able to have movies and again that just has to do with people going to go see these yeah. and people talking about this film right. and continuing to leave that door open. So yeah. I would hope that that would be something that we can see more of in Hollywood. Yeah. Films about but women are so good. Like it makes me so excited. I cannot tell you how like excited I was one to see the new Wonder Woman trailer oh, too, yep. to it's see so finally another woman superhero movie yeah like i feel so empowered after watching wonder woman i'm like yes i can get as ripped as she can no never but it makes me feel so good to watch like a woman superhero and watching this movie it's like real life women superheroes that i don't know i just i love being able to see women focused entertainment and again like with euphoria what we're we've been talking about what we're super looking forward to is there are a lot of male characters in there but the majority the of the characters on the show are yeah. women and, and that's steal the show yeah and that's really exciting yeah. to watch for me so yeah okay. i would just hope that it just encourages more media to be geared towards yeah. women also like seeing bombshell and seeing little women two completely different films mm-hmm. obviously two totally different vibes um but it's just yeah it's really refreshing to to see some progress being made obviously both films are about white women mm-hmm. um yeah so for me and you we can relate to the people on screen yeah which that's not the case for everybody so we we definitely still have a long way to go we're mm, not saying that yeah. we don't but uh yeah it's just cool i just love it i strongly recommend seeing bombshells strongly recommend seeing little women yeah I'm seeing it this week, and I'm very excited. I saw Richard Jewell, and that was very oh, good, too. Yeah. That was just like, oh, trial by media is insane. Yeah. What that it's a does. different world nowadays. Yeah. It's wild. Should we so. end with what Megyn Kelly had to say, her reaction to the film? Yes, because I, feel like that's I have not heard that yet. I okay. only heard that her son thought that it was her on the movie poster. So sweet. <laughs> so she took her young son to see frozen 2 yeah. in theaters and he stopped at the bombshell poster and was like mom are you in a movie or something because he <laughs> thought Julie yeah. Cerrone was her and uh, there were I mean hardly any differences between the two of them like we talked about but okay so before the film came out Megan Kelly did say when asked if she would see it she said that she would go she would have somebody who loved her see it first. I did read and that, they yeah. they would tell her if she could see it. So, I don't know if that happened or not, but she did see the film. She went with, I think, some, you know, loved ones of hers. She posted on Instagram, um, While the movie Bombshell is loosely based on my experience during the sexual harassment scandal at Fox News, I have nothing to do with this film. I did not sell the rights to my story or book and only got my first look at the film once it was past the point of any possible edits. 
though there are certainly some I would have made. That's interesting. Mm, yeah. Watching this picture was an incredibly emotional experience for me and for those who with whom I saw it. Sexual harassment is pervasive in this country. It can leave scars that do not heal. My heart goes out to those who've gone through it, who I hope might find some comfort in this story. And then she went on to say that um, she would have more thoughts about the film itself soon. So that's really interesting. And that made yeah. me think too, like, this is all these women's stories and I don't know that they aren't getting any money, but I right. can highly bet that they are not getting anything. Yeah. And it also just not having them even advise this film, yeah. which like we said, some of them are prohibited from doing, mm-hmm. but it leaves room for then people to be like, well, how are we to know that that even happened and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which, you know, if that's what you're hung up on after watching this film, get out. But yeah, if that <laughs> is your takeaway from this film, then you need to do some self-reflection <laughs> because there's so much more to this than just doubting inaccuracies yeah. or yeah. doubting any of these stories. Yeah, there are definitely things that were added for dramatic effect, but you can go and read the lawsuit transcripts. Yeah, it's there. A lot of what is dramatic, in quotes, did actually happen, Mm -hmm. word for word. Um, It was tape recorded, so... Thanks to Gretchen. Yeah, I to say about that. Yeah. A little more of, like, a frustrating episode. Yeah. We let out some of our anger, but honestly, it felt good to talk about this. Yeah, because this is something that we would have just talked about on our own without this, even. We would have had a lot of the same discussions. (laughs) I was furiously writing in my notepad during the showing. So tune in then next week for part two of our Euphoria conversation, because we still had a lot to say after an hour. An hour just does not... It's not enough time to discuss the greatness that is no. euphoria. No. So. So get ready. Come back next week. Don't forget to check out Anchor mm-hmm. if you want to start your own podcast. We're having a lot of fun with it. Listen on Spotify. Hopefully by the time this is out, we'll be approved on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I you can also listen through the Anchor app if you don't have Spotify or any other podcast. Yeah. App. Super easy to download. Really easy to make an account. It's free. And Lilas. <laughs> Lilas, you guys. We'll see you next time. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye.